Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, here we go into the uh, happy hour. Five o'clock, Gwen and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. Chris Vello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. Uh, if you're just tuning in, welcome to the uh, sports day. That is uh, biggest story, really, coming up about an hour from right now. Aztecs will tip it off in uh, lovely Logan, Utah, taking on Utah State tonight with first place at stake in the Mountain West Conference. The Aztecs also have bigger things in mind, and that would be trying to hang on to the number four seed that was bestowed upon them by the NCAA Tournament Committee over the weekend. Uh, Normally, normally, uh, if you get a four seed about now, it's about a month before the end of the regular season. But if you get a four seed now, you normally hang on to it. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully it you know takes some things to dislodge you. Uh, it's pretty impressive that the committee thinks that much of the Aztecs to put them in a, in a four spot. Considering when they put them there, Tony, they were still unranked by the Associated Press yeah. yo-yos who have now <laughs> put them in there at number 19. Heading into tonight's game. Now, that's the good news. The bad news is the Aztecs have lost all six weeks that they have been ranked this year. They get ranked, they lose. They've got to change that narrative tonight, but they got to do it against a very good Utah State team. That's part of the reason why I've laid off of the uh, AP right. and coaches, because every time I get on here and, and start barking about the Aztecs and no respect, yeah, they let they've let us down. They, they keep letting let us, us down, down. <laughs> each time. Yeah, they're not going to let us down tonight, Tony. No, I, 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 I agree. Tonight is the night, and also, honestly, if they win this one, they will really have the inside track to win the regular season title in the Mountain West Conference, which is doing something this year. Top ranked UConn gets a challenge from 16th ranked Creighton. That game gets underway in about a half an hour. Two adults have been charged with the murder of a young uh, teacher. Uh, I say young. She was in her 40s. That's young to me, uh, who was uh, shot among the spray of bullets at the uh, Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade last week. Lindell Mays, Dominic Miller, both charged with second-degree murder. They apparently started shooting at each other, and both of them are actually still hospitalized in the wake of that tragedy. I can't Um, think of two bigger idiots I've that's just like shooting at each other in the middle of a crowd. Like, what are you doing? Like, how do you get that upset where you just lose sight of the fact that there's like thousands of people yeah, right. surrounding you? 
It's insane to me. Apparently, I, 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 they weren't the only ones who pulled guns out. No, it was... Uh, well, According to... There was the a t- bunch of people who had... I mean, what is everybody two, walking... I guess everybody's yeah. walking around with a gun. Two minors, right, that go. they that they picked up last week, and then the yeah. two adults that were charged today, we know at least four people had, yeah. had guns. And so. before you rail away and say, you guys are trying to take our guns... No, we're not. Not trying to take your guns away. Just trying to make sure that we can keep guns out of the hands of people who probably shouldn't have them. That I think we can all agree on. Indeed, I would hope. I think we and can all I'd probably, agree on too. I'd probably be hoping, you know, <laughs> incorrectly because I, some people don't agree with that. And what we can also agree on is that uh, these people are just dumb. I think that's pretty universal. Stupidity is uh, a, a strong proponent in a lot of this stuff. I mean, not only does it end this poor woman's life, but it also ends other lives too. Like now, it just says two right. minors. I mean, the, not only that, the, her two—I think it's two kids she left behind and yeah. without a mom. It's just all ridiculousness. All bad. Ultimately, yes. it certainly is. A, it's a—it's a crying shame. Yeah, is what it is. Um, Padres continue on at uh, spring training today. No real news out of Peoria to share with you. Uh, there was one baseball signing today. The Tampa Bay Rays sign a, uh, a veteran infielder, Ahmed Rosario. Gets a million and a half bucks to play for the Rays. He played with the, I believe, the Dodgers last year, right? Finish up. Who's that? Ahmed Rosario. Yes. Yeah. Uh, middle infielder. Going to go to uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, there was one other thing I wanted to get. Oh, the uh, the college football he did announce today that the five they, plus seven. Yes, Scraby's favorite five plus seven. He now knows that that equals twelve. I, uh, I I understand it better now, but at, at first glance, I'm like, this is this is a, also a dumb name, five plus seven rule or whatever. It's you don't called. like the name. Can I, I can I just read you guys this? We've been talking about the uniform situation in Major League Baseball. It has reached. Uh, a high point oh, here. This, t- re- remind us where the issue is. So the players don't seem to like these they, uniforms. They, 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 and everybody, the new threads that Nike has put together. So I, that's part of it that I, I, I should clear up, right? The uniforms are designed by Nike, but mm-hmm. they are produced, the look is produced mm-hmm. by fanatics. Oh, and so, so Nike's probably mad about this they, too. They, they probably are. They designed the uniforms, the actual application of this is done by fanatics and it's gotten to the point now where there's been so many complaints now now the unions involved and uh tony clark former uh padre san diegan yes um he said or christian hire i think it was i think it was both yeah Yeah. maybe both um anytime there's a change there's an adjustment period sometimes the adjustment period goes well sometimes not so much in this instance there appear to be some misses that could have otherwise not been misses. Um, <laughs> talking to some of the players, it looks like a replica. I feel kind <laughs> of like papery <laughs> to Taylor good, Ward. Wow. Taylor Ward said last week, "It could be great when you're out there sweating. It may be breathable, but I haven't had that opportunity yet to try that out. But from looks of it, it doesn't look like a four hundred and fifty dollar jersey." So far, thumbs down, as Big he said. Do you think the players in general would rather look good but be a little more sweaty? <laughs> Did you see Tony's eyes as soon as he said that? He already, already – so I should know the answer to this? No, no. I'm about to say you should know the answer. But oh, no, I, I mean, think or, – Or have a breathable uniform that just looks kind of cheap like this apparently does. I, I think players honestly would want both. 
They right. would want to look good. Sure. But if you forced them to answer. pin them down, it was right. like you either can look good or feel or good. feel good. Yeah. I'm saying more than 50% look good. They'd look good. Look good. Yeah. I think so, too. I, I really can't tell a big difference because I, 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 if you're looking, it looks like some of the numbers and the lettering is smaller. Yeah. But we're not wearing this stuff. So, you know, from I, our from our vantage point, it's hard to tell. I can tell you because, you know, growing up in the clubhouse, you know, at the time um, – trying to remember the name of the of the uh company majestic? majestic oh i remember that so like that's what i grew up watching and so that's all i wanted to wear by the time i got to the big leagues major league baseball had started um they are i should say majestic started introducing a more breathable fabric that everybody loved but in my mind i was like i want the jersey i saw on my dad's back uh. and on and eventually you you learned to like it it was a lighter fit Right. It was comfortable. Um, so maybe the players will come around is what you I, here's, are hinting at. I'm saying that, but at least in that case, the uniform looked the same. Like there wasn't a noticeable difference other than the weight of the uniform. Got it. In this case, as Scraby has pointed out on a number of occasions, you can see it before you even get up close how cheap the uniform looks at it this It looks point. like the mesh from basketball shorts. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, when you go look at I it close you. up. I and it you. looks like the jerseys that we all got when Trevor Hoffman had his 1998 jersey day yeah. It's for, for fans. It's funny because... I'm, I, sh- I'm surprised. I, that this, I, th- did somebody have to okay this? Well, somebody I, somewhere must have looked at it and said, hey, that that's good. It's interesting to me that Nike is not actually producing it. It's, it's fanatic, Fanatics who's doing it. And Apparently so, Fanatics has rubbed everyone the wrong it, way. It sounds like it. And the chat, they want to ask you specifically about them having the monopoly on all the different sports and their trading cards. Oh, here it is. What Fanatics. does Tony think of Fanatics having the monopoly on MLB, NBA, and NFL trading cards like Tops? Yeah, I mean, listen, a, a lot of the other companies open the door for Fanatics to be able, because remember, it was about three or four companies that were involved in trading. Uh-huh. And then, you know, they've slowly but surely either gotten out of that business or aren't doing it at the level they were before, and that's opened the door for Fanatics. I don't think it's good for sport, uh, for trading cards that they have. No, there's no competition for it. I think that's horrible, but... That is what we are. What we have now. How so. much is a single trading card now? Ten, twelve, fifteen dollars. It depends on. No, what you it know is. what I'm saying. A like pack a, of like four oh. is like twenty dollars. Chat, sometimes. do your thing. I don't know. Yeah, chat. chat how, how, much, how much is a, is a, is a pack, pack of, of trading cards? cards. Because um, honestly, last year I was at a game with my. It was on Father's Day. It was with my friend and his four-year-old son, and oh, gosh, I can't remember his last name. Aaron something. He's a teacher. Aaron He's a listener. Anyway, he walks around the park with trading cards and all that. And Aaron Joffe. There it is. There it is. Um, So he was walking around. We ran into each other, and he just had a full bag worth of trading cards. And my son's friend was like, or my friend's son was like, what are these? And he didn't know. But he opened them, and he was all into them. He was looking at them. He was playing with them. So there's still kids out there that can love the trading cards. Um, I think everybody loves a trading card. Just not everybody can afford a trading card anymore the way I could back oh my in, the, gosh. in the better days when there was what a dime got? or a quarter per pack. The uh, chat is, is doing his thing right they now. They have uh, many different many different prices. A pack of 40 cards is about $35 now. I believe they're like 15 Depends on what cards. I've seen everything from 20 to 100 
Now they have super packs that are $75. George Costanza, did he make these jerseys? Is that <laughs> <laughs> he might have. There's a whole episode about that in Seinfeld. <laughs> Small packs are usually looked over because they garbaggio. They have nothing in there. No good cards. Topps Chrome is 40 for 40 cards. I think yeah. it's fair. 40, it's not fair. That's tough. Dude, a dollar a card? A, we used to get a I, pack of 20 right. for a quarter. No kids and will ever get, know the and, gum. And you'd get the freaking and the, gum. The, the disappearing gum. That's right. The disappearing the gum <laughs> that was <laughs> so stale <laughs> that it shouldn't have probably been used for human consumption. No. Don't no. even think about it, man. That gum was better than almost every card unless you got a Tony Gwynn card in your pack. Not making fun of your age, Chris, but yeah. what was the most... Fun card you ever got as a kid? What do you mean? Fun card? No, like what was your prized possession card? I don't know, just whatever one. I I tried to collect the whole set. Set. So, to me, it was just a matter. I, there was no particular player. The ones I needed were the one I needed to complete the set. So. Oh, I'm. I'm if also. I got down to you know, it was a set of like 600 cards yeah, back then. Yeah, I mean, for sure. you had to get a ton of cards, but it was easy to buy them because every they time you came they up with a dime, you yeah. just bought a pack. You know, and then uh, when you get near the end, you trade them with guys until you could finish up. You know how I feel about big business. Just and real I feel quick, like you know fanatics. you're going to have to get to your, your, your fish here. Oh, yes. Um, they were saying that the Chrome cards that were 40 for 40 now, five years ago were 40 cards for $15. So that's ridiculous. It's going up way too fast. Come on, fanatics. Do your thing. All right. I said before the break that there's a guy who's feeling crappy about his crappy. <laughs> it, was, it was almost a good little... A little tease. Apparently, I, I really did think that this fish, <laughs> the fish in, in question, was named Crappy. But no, Kurt Kenny, he uh, texted me. He said it's a crappie. Yeah. So we'll just let the tease stand. But here is the number one big five story: a Kansas fisherman. Number who, one. Number one. 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 A Kansas go. fisherman who had a state record white crappie. I mean, it's spelled. It's crappie scraby. He had it voided, and he doesn't understand why, but he now knows the reason his record fish was tossed out and the old record reinstated after an investigation prompted by a tip. This he is like some, people calling some in weights from the tail. Hold on. <laughs> Officials from the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks discovered weights <laughs> inside the record catch. Come so on. Wait, the guy didn't understand why his fish was no good, yet there were weights in there? How did they get there? I'm going to have wonder. to say I'm, I, I'm giving you an incomplete story because I cannot find whether or not this guy is... I don't think he's at fault, so he didn't so know. So the fish was down there just eating weights and then came up out of that swim. <laughs> now right. people think that the fish was, well, I guess, yeah, eating weights because some of the weights, so but they were ball bearings. They're ball bearings. This dude cheated his behind off. But this he's is, not being charged with anything. The funny thing is this isn't the first time somebody's, uh, I shouldn't say, he, he hasn't been accused of being caught. No, you're right. This. It was in the article. There this were some is, professional fishermen. Absolutely. Yes. This fish is just down there just... Sucking up weights. Eating weights. <laughs> that was his excuse. I mean, come on. Um, that is, to, well, anyway, to. so his uh, state record consideration was 4.07 pounds. It's not going to be that anymore because of the weights. The game wardens then took the fish to Topeka Zoo and Conservation Center where they had to x-ray the fish to show the steel ball bearings inside. <laughs> and I'm really actually kind of angry whoever fed this fish the steel ball bearings because yeah. it's not smart. It, it, it probably... Oh, really? Because the fish was in pretty good shape lying there on the deck in the first place? I think that when you're trying to feed fish ball bearings, you've done something wrong I, in your it, life. Listen, and 
I guess in defense, not so defense because he hasn't admitted to this. I'm willing to bet he dropped him ball bearings down there after. Here's the question. The fact. Tony, do you think the fisherman in question fed the fish ball bearings? Absolutely. Okay. He do just, you really get a lot from being the state crappie holder, record holder? Hey, whatever amount of money it was, Something. it was worth sticking some uh, steel ball bearings down there. It was worth nothing. There. He's not a professional fisherman. He's just a guy. Yeah, he still did it. Cheating guy. <laughs> he is a cheating guy. Chris, do you think he yes. fed this? Okay. I do. I okay. can't imagine any other way. Fish right. is just down there grubbing on ball bearings down in the lake. Unbelievable, man. You got, I mean, they're just cheating oh, in every man. sport. Or if you're not cheating, you're not trying. They've got to do away with that saying because everyone's cheating. Everyone's trying, unfortunately. Yeah. The only people that aren't cheating is is me during Chris's fantabulous sports game show. Oh, a little pot shot there. That's not even a little pot shot. That's just cold-blooded. If you want to go back, go back to 340, listen to Chris's fantabulous game show, and then go to 4 o'clock and listen to my protest. Thank you. This gets a break. <laughs> right now, check traffic. <laughs> From the 97.3 The Fan Traffic. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Inside the Green Room with Danny Green is a podcast that takes you beyond the scoreboard. Join three-time NBA champion Danny Green for insight on the association that you won't hear anywhere else. Plus, get behind get the behind-the-scenes access to what life is like in the NBA. Follow Inside the Green Room with Danny Green in, in the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. 522 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Um, Anthony Rendon, excuse me, caused some uh, stir this weekend when he reported. He seems to cause a stir every time he opens his mouth. Yeah, frankly. no. See, the thing about Anthony Rendon that I think uh, people are, are starting to realize, he says the quiet part out loud. <laughs> That's right. Quite often. like <laughs> The it, old, oh, did, did I really say that? <laughs> yes. And, yeah. and, and once he's out there, he is willing to double, triple down in most cases. He was asked uh, basically how he felt about being in spring training, whether baseball was a job or 
Was it something he enjoyed to do? Here's how he answered. Is it still a top priority for you? It's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. So I do this to make a living. Uh, my faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Is it a priority? Oh, it's a priority for sure. This is my job. I'm here, aren't I? Do you want to be here? I don't want to talk to you guys at <laughs> seven in the morning or whatever time it is. So, so you, I mean, do you want? I mean, do you want to like be here playing baseball? I have answered your question. So why do you keep picking at it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you technically answered it. Thank you. I'm on his side there. Yeah. I mean, the guy asked it 14 different ways, looking to get you know more him to say more things. The thing he is, he wanted that, him to say, "No, I don't want to be right, here. I don't right want to be here. I'd rather be home, you know, with my family." The lawn. Right. <laughs> he makes 38 million dollars a year. He's got to realize that, and, and he hasn't played because of injury for right. two or three years. As you pointed out, when he played, he's really, really good. Yeah. Like top four or five player in all of baseball. He yeah. actually earned. The contract he got. He did. He's just not earning it now. No. He won't he be earning it. another 35 after this contract right. is up. I just but, think. I mean, is he wrong for saying that there's other things in his life that are important to him? No. No. But the way he seems to always say it makes it seem like baseball is an afterthought, and I think people do feel some type of way about that. I think. A, it's it's who's asking. He doesn't seem to be a big fan of, of the media. No. So he's already irritated <laughs> he's not a that he has to talk the to them to begin with. Yes. Um the thing I found interesting is is Anthony Rendon said what the majority of Americans feel about when they have to go to work. He just said it out loud, which is, you know, my family and my faith take priority, which is not different than any of us. The only difference is right. he's getting paid about 35 mil to play a game that most people deem a kid's sport. Yeah, And so that kind of rubs people the wrong way. But I don't think Anthony Rodon really cares no. how, you, how you feel well, about Well, he came it. out a couple of weeks ago and he said that the one thing he would change about baseball is not playing as many games. <laughs> then he said, he I'm kidding, that. but nobody picked up that part of right, it. Right, right. So in the mind of most people, here's already a guy that says he plays too much. Now he says he doesn't care. And they switch it around. Right. Now he doesn't care. Yeah. He, Anthony Rendon, is he playing this year? He Do is, we know? Is he healthy? As of now, he's healthy. So he can get booed all over the, you know, wherever he goes, probably. Anthony, well, we're I, here, I'm seeing a chat right here from... Um, I don't even know what that name is. Rendon should be booed out of every stadium, every game, every at-bat. For yeah. him to act the way he does is insane. Yeah. See, it, 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 that's a little strong. But then they followed it up with doesn't want to answer questions due to performance. If you're going to play bad and you're going to say it's not a priority, you should probably Is it due to questions. performance or is it due to injury? Probably the both. <laughs> ah, I see what Caught you, you there, Scrape. <laughs> Sweating uh, on that one. The other interesting thing that came out of the Angels camp um, was Mike Trout's comments. For the first time, he seemed to indicate that he wants this team or this organization to do what it has to do to to contend. Uh, my our guy Dallas Braden uh, popped up on the chat after those on the chat on on X afterwards, and he tweeted this. He said, "I use this analogy on baseball is dead." Today, he said Trout vocalization vocalizing his desire for a more competitive approach from the front office at this point in his career is like when we finally got Pacquiao Mayweather a little too late, he said, especially uh. after Otani's departure. Now, I see Dallas's point here in terms of why wait till now. 
Uh, but at this point, I mean, is it a bad thing that he's actually saying this now? I mean, would you rather him have not ever said anything throughout the rest of his tenure in Anaheim? It may be late, but is the question is, is it too late? I don't think it is. For a player to, at this some point in his career, it's been a long one with the Angels, decide, hey, you know what, I'm going to finally, I feel comfortable enough to speak out and say, hey, I would like to see this team in a better position. Now, he did go on to say in this same comments that he loves being in Anaheim, he wants to be uh, a winner in Anaheim, but he definitely didn't rule out eventually doing what we tend to do, most players do, yeah, which is ask for a trade. Go somewhere where he can win. I mean, the Angels are up against it, even with whatever they're trying to do this year. I no. mean, they Ron Washington's their new manager, but they got the the world champs ahead of them, and the rain they're and the uh, Astros. They're in a tough division, and the Mariners. So, not going anywhere. Did you see the Reds thing today? No. What did the Reds do? Ellie De La Cruz was taking batting practice Uh-oh. against Hunter Green today. Uh oh. Oh, it's not bad. It's uh, not bad. Uh, Ellie De, Cruz, De La Cruz. Well, I guess it depends on who you ask. Yeah, Ellie De La Cruz hit a foul ball. It smashed a car window out in the parking lot. <laughs> the car window that it smashed, Hunter Green's. <laughs> <laughs> the guy he was facing. <laughs> well, that's a big hang with him right there. Yes, it is. That is. Uh, Luckily, they can afford I was to about get to say, that fixed. I, I think, uh, what is it, uh, Safe Light? Safe Flight Repair or Safe Flight Replace. Their marketing is really good, apparently. These guys can sing, too. <laughs> Let's get to break. When we come back, Sam the Great. Sam Levitt joined us earlier. You get a chance to hear that interview on Gwen and Chris. All right, uh, happy hour continues at 536. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Mr. Scraby over there. Uh, one last bit of baseball news to get to. Chris Carey is a uh, broadcaster, apparently. Uh, he's wanted to be a broadcaster, major league broadcaster, ever since he was 12 years old. Today, that dream became a reality for Chris Carey. Now, this is Chip's son, isn't it? It is Chip's son, who is the son of Skip. Who is the son of Harry? Right. So Harry is the fourth uh, generation. Fourth generation. Carey is now broadcasting. He joins our pal Jenny Kavner as the new television voice of the Oakland Athletics. Uh, former big league pitcher, another friend of the show, Dallas Braden, is also on those telecasts. So it'll be Jenny. It'll be Dallas Braden, and now it'll be Chris Carey. And um, Scraby, all right. Scraby's pleased with this. Finding out that Chris's father Chip is a big league ball broadcaster. I'm, I'm doing my and research. Chip's b- b- dad Skip was a big league broadcaster, His and Skip's dad Harry was yeah. a broadcaster. So it only seems like it makes sense that Chris would follow in their footsteps. Scrape, yeah. <laughs> He definitely did. I'm reading about he definitely his. Definitely did. I'm reading about his, the Yahoo Sports did a. Am I on? I yeah, you're on. You're on. I can hear you. Yahoo's, oh, we can hear you, unfortunately. Yahoo Sports did a <laughs> Q&A with him today, actually, and it just released. Or NBC Sports 
California did. Uh-huh. And they said, tell A's fans a little bit about your journey to this point. He said, well, I started broadcasting baseball a little later than most people. I was in high school when I started doing a public address announcing. Basically, I'm looking to see if he's qualified. And it doesn't seem like he's toiled away in the minor leagues like a lot of other people. He and most recently really handled me. play-by-play duties for the AA Amarillo. Mm. Uh, that's that, where that Sam That sounds like from. Sam Levitt. Cut we need to teeth. get Sam on the show but about Sam, this. See, he but has Sam a journal. Had to work this way has a journalism degree from the University of Georgia. He worked his tail off, graduating. Scrape. He's a bulldog. Scrape. Sounds like this kid's earned it. Matt Murphy, president and GM of Sports California NBC, says Chris has tremendous skill as an announcer and a true passion for his craft, mm. which is why he's a rising talent in broadcasting. Doesn't say anything about nepotism there. No, no, it doesn't. Well, scrape. when he was younger, it's they asked him. <laughs> they asked him. Uh, I'm trying to look at these quotes because they're so great, all of them. I, and he's, I don't really want to make fun of the kid it's himself, but. I'm reading this, and I don't feel like he's qualified for this job. Maybe he's going to be great. Uh, Jenny Kavner is someone who worked for years and years and years to get to her spot. She did. Dallas Braden is a former Major League Baseball pitcher who pitched a perfect game on Mother's Day. That qualifies her. This Chris Chip Skip Carey kid (laughs) did public address announcing in high school, and he's qualified in AA Amarillo for I did public address announcing in high school as well. Did you also want to be a... That's how it starts. I wanted to be a big person? league broadcaster from the age of 12. They, you had to start somewhere. They, they, they asked him, well, you know, what is it? Did you always want to follow in your family's footsteps? And he was like, well, when I was four or five years old, I thought this would be a really great thing for me. Okay, yeah. If this, I was four or five years old and I had legendary broadcasters as grandpas, I would go into the business this fa- This sounds That sounded a little bit like Chris' voice A2. But before I get myself in trouble, we need to get to Sam. Oh, wait. Hold on. We're ready. Sorry. You Traffic guys, first. You guys know what you did. <laughs> then our interview with the other person who used to be a broadcaster for Amarillo and Double A Baseball. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. None other than the great Sammy Lev. Sam, welcome to the show, man. How are you? How's Peoria treating you? Oh, Peoria has been absolutely wonderful. (laughs) In fact, the weather has been terrific, truly. Uh, Tony, you'll remember last year, the first couple of weeks here were brutal. It was cold. It has been beautiful. Blue skies, sun shining. I have walked around in just my, my polo at times. It has been absolutely gorgeous and it's been a good time, and uh, Tony, look forward to seeing you out here soon. But yeah. it's uh, it's it's been terrific. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I, I you know I, I love this stuff, and I love this time of year, and and watching the guys just you know do things you see little leaguers do right back yeah, to the basics yeah. and the fundamentals and the drills and everything that spring training is. So it's it's been great so far, truly. It, it, it's funny because I, I actually spoke to Jesse and I, or Jesse Agler and I were texting back and forth. He was, we were having a good laugh about the Anthony Rendon story that came out over the yeah. weekend. But he, that was the first thing he mentioned. He said, "Man, this weather." He's always actually kind of hot out here. Like it's not, yeah. it's not the same thing we've been dealing with over the last 
a couple of spring trains. Sam, obviously this time of year, everybody's super excited. It's like the first first week of school, right? Everybody shows up, haven't seen each other over uh, the winter. And, and, and as things are starting to come together, what are some of the things that uh, have you know, at least popped out to you uh, as the whole squad has kind of uh, entered the phase here? Yeah, look, it's obviously a different year and a different team and different expectations, and there are plenty of names that were here a year ago that are no longer here. So it is a a different team in, in a different season. But I would say a few themes pop out. I think, number one, a new manager in Mike Schilt, you know, we, we we heard from the very start when Mike was hired about how detail-oriented he was, how about the fundamentals uh, he was. And that has really shined through, I think, already in spring training. I said it a little bit earlier on the morning show, but anything you ask Mike Schultz about, he has a very detailed answer. And he thinks about baseball stuff in a way that I, I don't think a lot of us Think about it. I'll give you an example. The other day, uh, he, he had an answer to a question during his daily media scrum about off days. And it was something that maybe most people would give a second or two of thought. But he had a three, four minute answer on off days and what kinds of off days there, there are and, and how it fits into a season. It was a fascinating answer that I have to post at some point. But it was a really good example and good reminder of how detail oriented Mike Schultz is. So that's been impressive. Number one. Number two, there's certainly an acknowledgement of what transpired last season, the disappointment of it, what went wrong. And I think there's also a sense of this team and its leadership understands that they have to play as a team and they have to play together. And there does have to be uh, sort of a a checking of egos at the door. It's something I just talked to Jake Cronenworth about. I just did a one-on-one with him. And he echoed that. We've heard Joe Musgrove talk about that. Um, there's certainly a sense of, of they need to play as a group, as a cohesive unit, as a team, and maybe an acknowledgement that they didn't battle through adversity all that well last year. That's been something a number of guys have said, and, and hopefully they've learned that lesson as a group, including uh, you know the star players and the leaders on this team. So that's also a big theme. And then beyond that, on the field, with the roster constructed currently the way it is, there's just so much opportunity for guys. There, there just simply is. Whether you want to look at the young guys right now competing for outfield spots, guys like Jackson Merrill, guys like Graham Pauly, Jacob Marcy is here working out with that group. The rotation spots, you have two guys that came over for, from the Yankees that I know the organization is really impressed with and Randy Vasquez and Johnny Brito but I will tell you, I would not count out Matt Waldron and Pedro Avila in that conversation either. I think there's a very good possibility, and those guys have a very good chance of making this rotation and making this club if they impress. And, uh, you know, I'll potentially throw another name into the mix, Jairo Iriarte, who yeah. is really young. But my goodness, Tony, you're going to watch this guy throw, and it is awfully, awfully impressive. I'm not you're saying that he's going to make the rotation out of spring training, but you know, you, you watch him and you start to envision a world where, man, if he impresses to the degree he's capable of anything is possible. Right. Yeah. So the, the point being there is open competition for a ton, a ton of different spots. And look, we understand that the roster is, is 
perhaps not complete yet. There, you know, I think we would still all be surprised if there's not another move or two to be made. But the point is, is that right now there is opportunity abound for a number of different guys. And from that sense, it's an interesting spring training so far. And it's fun to watch these guys perform. And right now they're battling for what are open spots. And a lot of question marks means a lot of answers need to be uh, provided during the course of spring training. So all that is good stuff. And I would say those three themes are probably the, the main takeaways so far. Sammy Levitt is with us. He's in Peoria. Tony's headed to Peoria here in a couple of days, and uh, we're getting reports, uh, you know, right there with the Padres. Sam, you know, Tony and I were already discussing, and you talked, you you referenced it that there are some potential holes here. Uh, leave the starting rotation out for a minute. Uh, if the see if there are no more moves made, if there are no moves, and that's a big if because I think some moves will be made as you as do you. But who would you put at third base? Who would you put at DH? Who would you put in the outfield? on opening day in Korea? Well, let's start with third base. Um, Look, Manny looks great, and the throwing looks really good, and everything we've heard, everything we've seen has been really, really good, and and they have not ruled out the idea of Manny being ready for those games in Korea or on opening day at Petco Park. So that, to me, is still on the table. I mean, everything we've heard – from Manny and seen from Manny, it, it looks good. Now, he's talked about it. It's about the repetition day-to-day and seeing what his arm can handle, and it's still a process, so there's no guarantee of anything, but I don't think that's totally out of the question. But let's you know live in a world where, where that doesn't happen. Um, look, I think that it's pretty – well, you know, it's funny, Chris. I haven't really thought about it since Xander Bogart, uh, since that was announced he was going to second base. So – Third base, look, the options you have are are what they are, right? I mean, it would have to be a situation where either Ha-Sung Kim is playing third base and you have somebody else playing shortstop or um, or you have somebody else playing third base, somebody like a Matthew Batten, somebody like a, a Graham Pauly who can play over there. Um, look, these are the guys that are in camp and these are the guys that are competing for those spots right now. So I, I don't totally know the answer at third base. Yeah. As far as the outfield, look, Do you think I Jackson think Merrill prefer- is ready to step into one of those spots if they had to? Well, well, I, I think this, in, in getting to the outfield, look, Jackson Merrill is going to play the outfield at the, at the outset of spring training. It's where he's worked at exclusively so far since full squad workouts began. And it is very, very clear that they want to work him into the outfield where he has very limited experience. So, you know, if Manny's not at third base opening day, could Jackson Merrill somehow fit into that infield? I suppose it's possible, but when you focus on just the outfield itself, I mean, guys, right now, yeah. I mean, I would put Jackson Merrill right right in that conversation, maybe even leading that conversation, unless you're going to go with, you know, one of the guys you brought in is a, a, another non-roster invite who isn't necessarily a, a prospect, but somebody else you brought in. But right now, your options out there are Merrill or Azokar, and I'm talking about both left and center, but it's Merrill, Azokar, Graham Pauly. I mean, that's who's here right now. And look, like you said, I think we'd all be surprised if there's not another move made, and we know Jerks and Profar is going to show up at some point. Uh, it's been reported, not announced by the team officially, but it certainly sounds like he'll be on his way at some point. That's 
that those are the names you're considering right now because that's who's here, you know, and, and I'm not saying that to knock anybody, but that's the reality right now when you look inside that clubhouse. So um, you ask the question, do I think Merrill's ready for it? Look, we're going to learn over the course of the coming weeks what that outfield experience ultimately translates into in real game action. It's really hard to gate, I find, during during training drills. I mean, what can you really learn from that? He looks good. He's certainly putting in the work to get better out there. But I do think, just on the Merrill part of it, I do think if that spot is open and Jackson Merrill is proving both defensively and offensively he's ready, oh, yeah, I think there is a real, real chance he is on this opening day roster and in that opening day lineup and watching him hit. I mean, it's there. It really is. And we know the kind of prospect he is and we know the talent level. So do I think that's on the table based on his talent and what this roster is right now? I absolutely do. But I, you know, it's very, very hard to project what each spot looks like right now because there's just a lot we don't know. And, uh, there, there are spots where uh, where guys have not played a whole lot, where they may be playing come opening day in Korea. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, if you, you just taking everything into account that the Padres ha- have kind of um, been presented with, there has to be some young guy who's going to step up, whether it's in the rotation, could be in the outfield, in Jackson Merrill. They're going to be younger in spots. That's I don't think there's any question about it. Hopefully there is a move made on the horizon. We'll, we'll see Sammy, Sammy Levitt joins us here live from Padres Spring Training, presented by your San Diego County Toyota Dealer Association. Make We make it easy, and Sam makes it easy for us here as we were talking a little bit about the Padres. Sam, Chris and I were talking about the starting rotation, particularly Joe Musgrove, you Darvish. They had a, a, yeah. a little bit of a weird uh, spring training last year. They have come in fully seeming like ready to hit the ground running here in 2024. Yeah. Um, we got a little bit of a kind of peek inside of uh, perhaps what the Padres are thinking at the top of this rotation. Joe Musgrove will get an opportunity to start the first uh, spring training game on Thursday. Uh, just listening to how that conversation broke down in the scrum, I, it feels like Joe could, assuming everything stays the same, could be on his way to starting uh, that op- home opener, or not home opener, Korea opener, uh, a month from now. Yeah, it certainly sounds like Joe is going to start one and you will start the other. Which order they go in, I, I don't know that we can project out that far. And I think Mike Schultz has been pretty clear that he doesn't want us, I guess, as media and, and the fans to read too far into who's starting Cactus League games at this point. But it certainly seems that way and it would make all the sense in the world that with those two games just sitting out there uh in in mid-march that you'd want joe and you to pitch those games and the good news with those two guys regardless of how it ultimately shakes out for the games in korea is that they both are healthy and looking good and feeling good Uh, joe threw a bullpen today and they seemed really pleased with how he looked and seemed like he was very pleased with how it went and you Darvish yesterday through a live BP, and from the looks of it, they were pleased with how that went, and they're healthy, which is very important. So we know how important those two are to the very top of this rotation. And I'm with you, Tony. I, I think you know if you sort of read the tea leaves based on who's starting uh, at least uh, Thursday's game and Joe Musgrove. Yes, I would say probably a pretty good chance that he will start one of those games in Korea, how it ultimately schedules out, yeah. who knows as we get closer. But uh, yeah, I, w- I would still say I would, you know, if, if both are healthy, I would be pretty surprised if Darvish and, 
and Musgrove weren't starting those two games. But like I said, Mike Schultz uh, has has you know kind of urged us not to read too <laughs> <laughs> too far into it yet, which I understand. So, so I, we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll get answers. But uh, hey, it'll be good to see Joe out there on a uh, you know on a, a real mound against real uh, opponents on Thursday, along with Michael King and Yuki Matsui. Uh, it's supposed to pitch on Thursday against the Dodgers as well here in Peoria. And tell you what, a lot of rave reviews about him yeah, from his live yeah. BT yesterday and what he's looked like. So good stuff on Yuki, too. A lot of us uh, get a chance to see some of these new pieces the Padres have, some of the old pieces that have been very good in a Padre uniform starting on Thursday. Sam, appreciate the time, man. We'll be doing this quite often over the next month. Uh, and keep enjoying that weather, man. Yeah, I will. Tony, we need you out here. I'm excited for you to get here, and you can join in on the Peoria fun, all the <laughs> all the great times here in Peoria. So I'll see you soon. Sammy Levitt getting it done from Peoria. We are uh, kind of on our way out, but we wanted to acknowledge our guest that came into studio uh, late today to join us. Uh, Cousin Polly is out here, and we've got uh, we got her daughter Stella and her friend Linnea. Thanks, everybody, for coming to visit. They're from Utah, by the way. Utah's kind of – we're kind of anti-Utah tonight because the Aztecs <laughs> are playing State. Utah State in a big college basketball game up in Logan. So – Go Aztecs. But thanks for coming in to visit with us, yeah. everybody. Uh, tomorrow we'll get underway at 2 o'clock. And uh, then um, the next day, Tony will be heading to spring training. Yes. That's unbelievable. It's already time. I'm trying not to think about that drive right now. Yeah, the drive is, yeah. You think that it is Tony Gwynn Jr., Scrape. You think they would send a plane for him or something, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. I mean, they give him, they give him uh, protection at the uh, at the fan fest. He gets true. security he to walk mobile. him around. He had the Pope Mobile. Yeah, the Pope Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. You think they'd send a private jet to bring him I and whisk him to spring training? I certainly wouldn't turn it down. If they I know. Did I know. I'm just suggesting it. Tell one of the Eric's. As far as you don't have, like, time travel or anything yet. So, being yeah. Tony Gwynn Jr. When that becomes available. Time travel will uh, be what oh, takes place I didn't, next. Well, no, I didn't mean time travel. I meant warp. Like <laughs> warp speed. Wormhole. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, all of that stuff will be discussed next in the Scraby Chronicles. <laughs> for Tony, for Scraby, for the uh, kids from Utah, thanks for coming to visit. Chris Ello, have a great night, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 